What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to The Digest. This is episode 37. My name is Matt, and we're kicking off the Summer of Slashers on this episode. Should be fun. We'll talk about the picks momentarily, but first let me introduce my co-host, Travis. Welcome to the show. Well, Matthew, I'm currently melting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough out there. I mean, I feel like we're in a good spot in Washington because it's like less horrible than a lot of places. But for us, it's uh, pretty scorching. So not that does not us, stop the pot. It's literally though. 92 degrees right now. Yes. That's well, hot. yeah, especially for our area, 92 degrees. And, you know, Arizona is like, that's a, that's cool a daily day. thing. That's a, br- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not even. It's like, anyway, we don't need it. This isn't a weather podcast, but uh, that was Paris. Paris, welcome to the show. Hi, sorry. I thought it was a weather podcast, so I thought I better speak up. Ah, well, I mean, we could always do another spinoff and have a weather podcast with some punny name that uh, I can't think of off the top of my head. But you know, we'll work. We'll workshop it. We Stay can tuned. Uh, s- steal from uh, Steve Brule, and we can report on yesterday's weather. <laughs> exactly that, that'll be the whole podcast or david lynch did you know david lynch has a weather oh yeah youtube thing <laughs> that guy's fucking weird so this instead of a cinephile it would be a pluvio file so digest weatherheads so are called yes it's a lover of rain someone who finds joy and peace of mind during rainy days Hell yeah, pluviophile. Perfect for Washington, too. That's we what love, I was We love thinking. rain here. Bunch of pluviophiles. Yeah, digest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's awesome. Um, so I've, I've got an icebreaker question for you guys. Wait. Oh, yes. Sure, go ahead, Paris. Should we mention what's going on on this end or just not talk about it so it won't be noticed? What? The elephant in the room? Yeah. I mean, really I in my room. <laughs> I think it's obvious enough. Okay. Um, I mean, if you notice a little bit of white noise in the background, it's because it's fucking hot here. So get over it. I have to have my AC listeners. running or I will not be able to record. So to the listeners, it's all for you, baby. It's it's also just kind of a dull, a dull background it's noise. Well, so. I'll get used to it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so uh, in honor of uh, kicking off the summer of slashers, which I'll mention here, uh, the two films that we're starting with this episode, the double feature is Madman, the 1981 slasher, as well as My Bloody Valentine, another slasher from the year 1981. Those will be the movies we're going to be talking about. But before we talk about the movies, I had a question for you two. Now, slashers, as we know, oftentimes, uh, especially in this era of slashers that we're watching and talking about today, 
uh, often relied upon uh, gimmicks, whether that be like the type of weapon that the killer uses or the killer's origin story or twists, what have you. My question to you two is if you were a killer in a slasher movie, uh, what would your weapon of choice be? You know, Jason's easy. got a machete. I've already the, got mine. Oh, see, I knew this was going to be an easy question. Sounds like Travis did too. I'm curious what he said. Oops. All right. Well, Travis, you can go first. What would your uh, weapon of choice be? A big, giant, black dildo. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Get real. Oh, no. I almost spit out my drink. <laughs> was that Pierce's answer too? Oh, my God. We had the same answer. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, that would make for a fun movie to watch. I was more so, it was like a mix of like, if you were a murderer, but also in a slasher, like realistically, giant dildo. I mean, come on. That's, Baseball that's bat wrapped with uh, barbed wire. Is that cool? That's very cool. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, what about you, Mine Paris? would be an icicle because... The weapon disappears, and then it's like, what even happened? The what ice queen. The... Yeah, that's <laughs> that would what they be would your call me. <laughs> Instead of the snowman, I'd be the ice queen. So, I mean, are you, like, planting a cooler at the kill site so that you can just, like, pull a pre-made oh, icicle no. out this for would the happen... murder? No, this would happen specifically This is in, in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> no, in Antarctica. No, no. no it, would ha- it would happen in like places where there's hella snow and only in the winter. So that's also why I wouldn't get caught because I wouldn't be like doing murders all the time. It's sort of like a 28 Days of Night thing. Like they don't, they know when to be afraid and that's when it gets cold enough for icicles. So you Boom. would just like walk around the neighborhood <laughs> just like rip an icicle off someone's front porch and then just like knock on their door and blam them well it depends on the, the person eye. like is this a planned or is this an unplanned attack i don't know this is all part of your character that you're gonna have to develop <laughs> yeah for um i changed my mind i don't like ice queen um because it makes me sound like a bitch um i <laughs> i mean to be fair you would be bit. murdering people so how I mean, dare you kind of a even bitch if, move a little even bit even if i d- for all you know the people i'm murdering are terrible people so it's a Dexter scenario. So fuck off. You love me. I'm your anti-hero protagonist. So whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think I would prefer Snow Queen because I was really obsessed with that story when I was younger. And I had an illustrated version that uh, was illustrated by Mary Engelbrecht and her illustrations are sick. Nice. And as all the listeners know, you're a huge Frozen fan, right? No. <laughs> I've actually only seen Frozen once. I was drunk and it was in a big group where there were some, like we were at, sorry, we were at some motorcycle. Um, We were at a friend's house who had kids and the kids had gone to bed and she was like, let's put on Frozen. We were like, okay, there was like a bunch of like 15 of us. We we're like, okay. Wait, sorry, and what year was this? Frozen's uh, not that old. <laughs> Talking about sleepovers. <laughs> what? You said the kids had gone to bed. The kids went to bed and you thought, oh, now's the time to put on a Disney movie. (laughs) Not me, the mom. Oh, so the mom, yeah, because I'm sure that's what parents love to watch when the kids go down for bed. She really loved it. Like, it was 
wild. She was like, y'all, we gotta watch Frozen. And we were like, okay, because we were drunk. And anyway, I was like, this movie fucking sucks. Also, this year, it was like 10 plus years ago, maybe. And <laughs> Did you really do that? <laughs> yeah, I whispered it to my boyfriend at the time. Because he couch, was like, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I didn't yell it, but I like said it to my partner. I was like, this movie fucking sucks. He's like, I know, I don't know what we're doing. Like, how can we turn it off? But the person that put it on, she was so into it. She started like crying and then she's like, let it snow. Like she had watched it so much with her kids. She was fucking brainwashed. Interesting. Classic anyway. Disney adult syndrome, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, she was really cool otherwise, but that one moment I was like, maybe we shouldn't be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If my friends are putting on Frozen after the kids go to bed, don't want to be friends with those people. (laughs) Right. And we were all like drinking and like trying to figure out a movie to put on and like, yeah, this is like before hella streaming services because it was like 2012 or whatever. But like... There's a lot of options. There were plenty of options. This is yeah. like pa- passing the ox cord at a party, but you're letting her decide which movie to put on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> at her house for like two fucking hours, so it's not like we can turn it off. <laughs> just be like, oh. Like, if you pass someone the ox cord and the music sucks, you can just, like, change the music. This one yeah. is like, we all have to sit here for two hours. And, and they it's probably won't house, start so. crying. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> Matt, if someone passed you the ox cord, <laughs> you would probably start crying. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What would be your non-frozen uh, weapon of choice? Um. Well, because I just recently rewatched Kill Bill, mine would be a samurai sword. Oh, I think that how original. Sick. That'd be okay. sick, though. What do you you how get original? immediately. No one has a samurai sword. This They'd be guy like, this would. is clearly the work of a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> what what slasher movie have you seen where the killer has a samurai sword? Exactly. It would, it Are you would asking be too me? Easy to catch. Yeah, how is that not original? Well, I guess in the terms of a slasher, it would be original, but for like a movie prop, not very original. Pop. Says the guy who stole the barbed wire bat from Walking Dead. We're talking movies here, not TV. <laughs> <laughs> I have a more original answer. A little. Well, more I mean, that wasn't part of the. I don't care if it's original or not. But your first your first answer was a dildo. So I mean, that was. Yeah. I don't know if we've seen that before. Unless there was that Ron <laughs> uh, that Ron Jeremy. Uh, did you see that Ron Jeremy horror movie, One Night Monster? Did you ever watch that? It was about like a killer oh. penis. I love the title. What? It's really bad. I watched it when I was like 15 or 16. But yeah, Ron Jeremy's penis like gets possessed or something. And it's like a it's sentient penis that kills people. Yeah, That's amazing. It's really bad. It's not as amazing as it sounds. It was uh, <laughs> pretty rough. But um, All right. Is well, it this movie on Letterbox that has a poster that's ripping off E.T.? Oh, it might be. You gave it one star. Then, yeah, that would be the one. <laughs> oh, God. I haven't seen the poster, though. That's pretty huge, though. It's an E.T. rip. I mean, you know, five stars for the concept, but one star for execution. Also, one star for fucking... Ron Jeremy. Uh, Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> we award you. Convicted zero stars. Uh, rapist. 
Oh, Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, this is the one. Oh my god, that poster is amazing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Only 846 people have logged it on Letterboxd, too. And you're one of them. It's a real diamond in the rough. All right. You Maybe a future digest will cover that. <laughs> I'd rather not, but, you know, I won't rule it out. All right. You guys ready to talk about our uh, movies? Let's do it. Sick. All right. Well, we're going to start with uh, Madman. So, uh, plot synopsis for Madman. A legendary psychopath murders... Wait. Jesus. Let me start from the top. A legendary psychopathic murderer stalks a summer camp. I mean, that's 90% of slashers that came out during this time. Yeah, so they definitely uh, when we were looking assignment. for when we were looking for other slashers to go see, I was like, okay, there's this one's at a camp, this one's at a camp, and of course, like, you know, fucking Jason is at a camp and like all those like too many camps. It's a tried and true formula. So that's the synopsis. It was written and directed by some jabroni named Joe Giannone. Or Giannone. I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, in typical low-budget slasher fashion, it's uh, starring a bunch of people you've never heard of. So I won't uh, rattle off the cast list. But uh, let's get into it. I can go first if... Uh, Nobody else prefers to go first on this one. Go for it. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, so offline, uh, the the notion that slashers are bad for podcasting <laughs> came up. And oh, my God. We're not really talking about this right now. I couldn't we? sleep after that comment. <laughs> my God. Uh, <laughs> I was such little passive aggressive. You have me like, classic oh, not letting Matt finish before you start uh, jumping in. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay. I will say that I will mostly agree, but I will clarify that bad slashers make for bad cop podcasting and this my friends is a bad slasher i don't know what rock you turned over to find this movie travis but i feel hey, like that's its fans all right <laughs> i don't know why i feel like i fucking blacked out and was in and out of consciousness watching this movie because it was so like boring and uninspired and looks like shit and like <laughs> The one positive takeaway, I would say, is the hot tub scene, only because it's so, what? like, totally, yes. <laughs> what amazing. the fuck? It's, you're you're like, scene. what? Is this a different movie? Like, what is happening here? So bad, it's good. So sensual and just, like, it was so corny. I was like, okay, now I'm back into it. But as a slasher, it it's about as generic as it comes. It's uh, very low budget. It looks it looks terrible. Um <coughs> The, the plot is, you know, it's barely a plot, which is fine. You don't have to have an interesting plot to be an entertaining slasher movie. But it's, like, on the line of, like, so bad it's good and so bad it's just bad. For me, it falls on the so bad it's bad line. I, <laughs> I just uh, had a hard time getting through. Excuse me. Had a hard time getting through this one. Very, uh, very generic. The You know, the, the gore wasn't, like laughably bad but also not good enough for it to like stand on its own 
on that merit alone for like goreheads. So start to finish, I was uh, it was a bit of a slog for me. And the killer is like when he's finally revealed, it's like such a wet noodle because he's like fucking. He's like a Sasquatch woodman. <laughs> like he is a beast. <laughs> he that was one thing I'll say. I know we're still in initial impressions, but gotta interrupt Matt. Uh, I will say that it felt he felt less like a zombie man, you know, kind of thing, and more like a dead beast slash uh, mad scientist in overalls. He was yeah. <laughs> especially in like when you see him full on like in in silhouette you know it works because it's like kind of intimidating um but it does not work when he's like well lit it's pretty uh pretty corny um so anyway we can get more into specifics but uh to start things off uh did not enjoy this one uh much at all uh, I'll go next, and I'll pretty much piggyback off of what Matt said. Um, these two movies, and I'm not trying to play my cards too early on My Bloody Valentine, but watching these two movies is where that comment stemmed from, Matt. I kind of figured as much. <laughs> you like, fucking piece of shit, goddammit. Making me watch these fucking turds. Stupid idea. <laughs> Can't believe we're doing this again. I don't give a fuck what we watch next. Let's just get it over with. That's basically where I'm coming from with these. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Travis is really not loving the summer of slasher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I and picked one of these. <laughs> But, yeah, to be fair, uh, I did pick Madman to a degree. I mean, it was more of a uh, group consensus that we agreed upon these, but Matt kind of shoehorned my bloody Valentine in there, and I did the same with Madman. Um, I had heard some good things about this, like there's a some sort of a cult following with it. Uh, I think Matt's being a little too harsh, but I'm not far behind him i don't think it looks terrible i mean it doesn't look great but there's a couple like cool shots and i like the uh i mean not that this has anything to do with the way it looks necessarily but i like the uh the like lo-fi opening credits um it's definitely wearing its budget on its sleeve whether it wanted to or not um but yeah, I do think it is kind of boring, and I'm sure the budget leads to that, that the acting, the story is pretty weak, um, so that leads to the the boringness of watching it. Um, this movie did remind me of two other movies. One, that it was, uh, I think it was in production at the same time, which is a better movie, and then there's a newer movie slash franchise that feels very reminiscent of this which i also prefer matt or paris care to take a guess of which movies i'm talking about well i know you're talking that was one guess no i know you're talking about hatchet for the the Uh second comment right yeah i can see that um i said friday the 13th no a little more deep cut the burning it's it's, the burning yeah the burning actually 
it so funny that you mentioned that um they were originally going to base this movie on like the carpy uh legend Cropsy. or whatever you want to call it, or, or it thing that happened um but uh because that one came out uh they did they had to change some stuff around the burning is a much much better movie than, i agree uh, than Mad Men. from <laughs> memory i've only seen it once and it was a while ago but from memory that one hit this one did not yeah the, bur- the burning rules paris you you would like that one a lot i think it's got George Costanza in it. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a couple like, like well-known, well-known actors that were in The Burning as like their first film role or like very early in their careers. I can't remember who the other ones are off the top of my head, but Costanza is the main one, Jason Alexander. But anyway, Travis, back to your um, uh, initial. I don't thoughts. really have much beyond that. Uh, overall, was pretty disappointing. Not that I had super high expectations, but was hoping for it to be like a fun you know smaller slasher and it was but without the fun part yeah well that's <laughs> that's the thing with like that's the thing with slashers it's part of the reason why i love them is that like there's so many that have like cult followings and most of them end up being disappointing or trash or you know maybe they're fine but they're not that great it's a problem of the genre though really the horror genre but you do i mean part of the reason why i love the genre so much is that i'm still finding like diamonds in the rough like that's what slumber party massacre is for me i didn't come to that movie until like it was probably two or three years ago at this point but i fucking love that movie that is a good example of yeah one that i discovered later didn't really have any uh, expectations for it or anything you know kind of a cult horror film like this one but yeah that one surprised me this one disappointed me yeah <laughs> well what, what about you paris where did you land on this one yeah so interestingly enough couple things quick background on me when i looked at like the most classic slashers or just like horror movie top slashers i realized i've seen very few of the classic ones like your Friday the 13th. Like, I've seen Halloween, but only the first one and then one of the more recent ones. Like, and then the weird Rob Zombie one. Um, but, like, none of, like, the classic Halloweens other than the first one. I ha- I haven't seen Friday the 13th. I haven't seen Sleepaway Camp. I haven't seen Slumber Party Massacre. Like, I haven't seen The Burning. Like, there was so many that I was like, wow, I don't think I really watch slashers very much. And I think that's because, I don't know. I don't know. I just haven't, yeah, full disclosure for this horror movie podcast, I haven't seen a ton of horror movies. So that's not Part that of the unusual, fun, though. You, you bring yeah. a, a different perspective for that reason. Yeah. So I will say, watching Madman, I was pretty entertained. At the same time, I was also counting the minutes on this 84-minute movie. <laughs> so it was it was an interesting thing where I was like, come on, we get it, we're dragging. And then also, I was really enjoying, like, the campy nature of it. Like, that weird, uh, <laughs> that weird uh, hot tub scene that we mentioned briefly. And uh, the... Just the very like kooky little things, like how it starts with this weird song. 
Like he's singing oh instead God. of like te- like telling spooky stories around a campfire. Normal. Singing a song about a spooky story around a campfire. Very very weird. Why that are was you the doing first that? red flag that the movie opens with a horrible off key like stupid. And it's song. so long. That song it's is very long. <laughs> like it takes so long and then of course you've got your titties at uh minute twenty four nineteen. in case anyone's curious um and you've got a you've please got do a that guy. for every movie going forward i literally am going check to. the show notes for the uh the timestamps the paris titty uh timestamps and this is only no bra titties so not to get ahead of ourselves but my bloody valentine doesn't happen yeah serious lack of titties in that movie that's true Anyway, um, they have a main character whose name whose name is Teepy, which is just an insane. Yeah. Like his main his name I, might as I well need be that belt Pupukaka. <laughs> <laughs> like why, why who whose nickname is Teepy? It's almost like they wanted it to be funny and campy, but it wasn't played that way. My brother's nickname in uh, junior high and high school was Teepy. No. That's his fucking initials, though. Like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. That makes but never like, caught well, on yours for me. too, but but like <laughs> dodge that bullet. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like even if that's your initials, like no, deep down, I really wanted to be TP. That's like TP the two. worst. Like TJ, okay, but like TP, like you're saying that's like toilet paper. Like that's so embarrassing. Actually, actually, Tyler's friends called me TP two. Or a little That's teepee. so much worse than literally know. toilet paper shit. <laughs> they were calling you toilet paper poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I just feel like this movie has some really good moments. Some really funny bits. It's It's got literally every horror trope you could possibly think in it. And I, I did appreciate that. And then again, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but and then when we when I watched Bloody My Bloody Valentine, I was like, oh, because the quality was there. Like it was still had a lot of like the stuff I'm talking about, but I didn't like I knew it was low budget, but the the lack of quality in this really like uh, I was like, oh man, this is bad. This is bad. Anyway, it stands out because like. Low budget doesn't necessarily mean bad. I mean, the original Halloween is super low budget, and that movie still looks incredible, you know, 45 years later. Um, mm-hmm. Madman looks terrible, but doesn't have, at least for me, doesn't have the same, like, charm that some of the other slashers from the era have. Like, y- you get some mileage out of, like, the blues and the the greens, the nighttime yeah, shots. Yeah, there's a couple like, of cool spooky shots in this. I don't know if anything stood out to me as cool. I, Relative, I just, like, you know, to the other shots in the movie, yeah. I, I was probably checked out and it didn't register for me. You know, I, was like, I will actually disagree with you, Matt. I, I think that there are actually some cool shots. Like, there's a lot of, like close-ups like there's hand close-ups and honestly it kind of worked for me like it it does do that kind of an artful way like it's someone who's like trying their best and they sort of succeed homeboy only made one movie and it was this one damn one and done one out on top like Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
He was like, this will be a pinnacle future of classic. my career. <laughs> Sitting on a franchise here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if y'all had this issue as well, but like when I watched it on Amazon, there were bit there were points in the movie where I was like, oh, did someone scratch the film or like stain it or something? And occasionally it was like distorted where someone's face was really long. Damn, this was on Amazon? Yeah. Fuck, Can you watch it on Amazon? For free? Yeah. Damn. Oh, I watched really? it on I watched Tubi. It on with ads. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched Y'all it with ads, wild. too. <laughs> that made it even worse. Anytime I was in ad break. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Took there me out was of an ad. There was ad breaks. Because it, it was oh, okay. free, oh, freebie, freebie, freebie. Yeah, 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 but okay. it's on Prime streaming. Okay, gotcha. So, it, so, so then it we, was, I think we all had similar so We were all scrubs. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Every time there was an ad break, I was like, why, God, why? I was already having such a hard time paying attention that any time an ad break happened, I was just like, immediately phone came out, like, <laughs> looking at, you know, looking at Instagram, checking my email, and just like... <laughs> Checking your email. Coming up for air. (laughs) It made an 84-minute movie feel like 120 minutes for sure. Do you guys want to hear a fun fact about this movie? Absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, the way I asked that was wild. Um, Do you guys want to hear it? Uh, Sorry. Uh, So (laughs) I'm on one, you guys, right now. It's so hot. The character Ellie, um, the one who had that great scream, was actually the casting director, but the gal that was originally playing Ellie dropped out last minute, so she had to fill in. And I thought, all things considered, that she did a pretty good job. She was the best of the worst. I'll put it that way. <laughs> but And she wasn't even an actor. Like, she's she was the casting director. She's not an actor. Impressive. Yeah, she's she's the one person who didn't stand out to me as like, ugh, you know, like, I I honestly feel like bad writing lends itself better to bad acting, like a movie like a like Troll Two or something where like horrible actors are delivering like really bad dialogue or like The Room. You know, it's it's why people like The Room, like the just like insane lines of dialogue by insane actors like this movie hi johnny you're my favorite customer (laughs) stuff like that you know what i mean it just doesn't this movie doesn't have that it's just like generic dialogue delivered by bad actors so it's just like not uh, you don't get the same mileage but she definitely was better than uh, the others for sure I mean, let's be real. Most of the acting in these types of movies, especially from this era, is nothing to get excited about. Yeah, it's par for the course. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not often that you get... I mean, even Halloween, everyone's a bad actor except for... uh, James Lee. Well, maybe even including Jamie Lee Curtis, but she's... well, no, what am I talking about? She's incredible in that movie. But James her friends, Lee isn't maybe the best actor, but she's the best of the bunch for sure. Yes. Um, okay. I, I don't have anything else to contribute to the Madman conversation. Is there other... I have else? a couple uh, notes from Wikipedia that I'd like to share. Ooh. Perfect. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading here that 
In 2017, Complex named Madman the 25th greatest slasher film of all time. That what? Seems What's Complex? That's a hip-hop magazine. That isn't seems it? ridiculous. What? I'm pretty sure Complex is a hip-hop magazine, isn't it? Mm, I'm not sure. I just thought it was like a news and entertainment one, but you could yeah. be, right? The homeboy's trying to justify his pick. One time, someone no, no, said I'm not this justifying. was the top 25 <laughs> of all I'm, time. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that it made the number 25 slot. That is, yeah, that is insane to me. You might be right, Matt. All these articles are... Isn't it a hip-hop website? <laughs> <laughs> it looks a little hip-hop. <laughs> Whoever, through the director, probably was making the wiki page. He's like, I gotta find some good press on this thing. And the person that <laughs> Thank wrote God it, for Complex. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. The person that wrote it, this article on Complex... Oh, I thought you were looks... calling out the person on Wikipedia. <laughs> no, no. I, I went to the Complex article, and it has... First of all, his name is Matt Baroni. Barf. Ooh, all Matts are bad. Matt um, Brony, like Jabroni, but Matt Brony. Like, oh my yeah, God. Matt Baroni. I wish, I, I, wish I was him. He looks like if if Travis and Ewan McGregor from Train Spotting had like a really ugly kid that was what? maybe into white supremacy. This guy rules. I want to meet Matt Brony. <laughs> writing for a hip-hop that. magazine white supremacist I don't think it's a hip-hop magazine. matt brony no well, i'm trying to figure it out up. i gotta pull up what is it just com- it's just complex.com right i guess yeah yeah i'm going to their instagram what's on the all homepage? Right. 50 best new york rappers of all time Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well God damn, this is like the world star version of Rolling Stone, basically. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't know about There's that. They literally, the number one trending topic on complex.com, Florida, <laughs> followed they by WTF. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Flo Rida? <laughs> they have 11 million followers on Instagram, so oh, no, complex is very out well of known. the loop. Hey, I like complex. I go to complex for hip-hop recommendations you i don't go to complex for they horror were, Matt. uh did i not say i think it's a, a hip-hop website you said i think check the i tape. love co- i love complex okay don't get it all fucking twisted I you barely knew what they who's getting were. it twisted i love all right complex. that was supposed to be like did. a throwaway little factoid guys <laughs> listen there's no throwaway <laughs> factoids <laughs> on this Jesus we can't not argue all the facts <laughs> all right there's a second one though. Matt, are you familiar with Death Grind band Mortician? Um, sounds like a band you would be into. It sounds familiar. <laughs> that might have been something I listened to in high school. Well, apparently they used a soundbite from one of the film's trailers for the song Madman Mars on their 2004 album Reanimated Dead Flesh. Oh man, that was the t- that was the time. Mortician's I was most popular too. song has over three million be- listens on Spotify. So, Death again, Grind? apparently we're out of the loop. Or Mortician? Yeah, Mortician. Huge. Yeah. Oh, Grindcore influenced death metal duo. That's what they are listed. Oh on. yeah, okay. I recognize some of these They're album a duo? covers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, the best they ones debuted are. in 1993. Oh, hell yeah. That's why. This is huge. Right. Oh, yeah. I th- I might have even listened to... I've probably heard that oh song Oh, my before. God. Okay, I have to pause. Uh, leave this... Matt, leave this in if you want to. Um, I've been listening to Southern Cinema lately. 
they all say huge a lot. Who got what from a who? Because both honestly, of you say huge a lot, and so does everyone um, I know says huge. <laughs> no one I know except you two <laughs> says huge. <laughs> Well, to be honest, it's probably that Trump gif, the the huge, huge. I think that is. I think we both started saying it. I mean, I can't speak for for them, obviously, but I can say that we started our podcast first, and we've been saying huge for a long time. I think it started with the Trump thing. It, I've been okay. saying it for so long that I don't. I don't even. Well, that's know why anymore, I was like. But that's why I was like, how how are they also saying it? I thought. It's just something you three, like you and Tom and... No, I feel like um, another podcast that I listen to a lot, the one that kind of inspired me, the boys of Film Junk, also say huge a lot. Do they? I wanna, yeah, that's at least prob- they used that's to. That's probably where we, <laughs> where we got it from if oh we my uh, God. <laughs> worked that into our, uh, our lexicon. Okay. Um, so everyone I say it about everything, huge. Though. Yeah. No, I I know that's what I've I've heard I've heard both of y'all say it on and off the podcast like just all the time and and then listening to Southern Cinema I was like they're just also saying it blame that's my so lack weird. of vocabulary <laughs> <laughs> everything's huge <laughs> could be negative could be positive you never know could be huge mm-hmm. that's all encompassing um, all right. Uh, how, Paris? Why did you bring that up? I forgot how we got to the, the huge thing. Was it just a tangent? I mean, probably. That's how my brain works. That's that's Matt, most of what. No, one of you said figure. one of you said huge, <laughs> oh, and it reminded we? me because I've been listening to them recently. Uh, so I see. Shout out to our sister podcast, beers and movies. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any other Wikipedia notes? Travis. Those are the only two. Nice. That's all I got. Maybe I'm I'm gonna listen to fucking Mortician tomorrow. I definitely oh, yeah. recognize uh at least one of the album covers, so that was probably a band that I checked out in my death grind phase back in the day. Um, Alright, I think we gotta move on. We're not yeah. even talking about the <laughs> Matt, movie this anymore. sounds like you. Dennis Schwartz from Ozis's World Movie Reviews gave the film grade D, calling it frightfully inept, and criticized the film's acting, execution, pacing, weak storyline, and music. He hated this movie. Yep, that guy. <laughs> and <laughs> music? The music Frightfully was inept. <laughs> it was so bad, it was scary. Boo. I hate when they do that. Hell yeah. All right, you guys want to drop stars on this uh, piece of shit? Yeah, let's drop our turds. 1.5 out of 5 <laughs> for me for Madman. <laughs> uh, I will give it a 2. Oh, I actually gave it a 2.5. Uh, I thought while it was a turd, I was able to wipe my ass with that TP. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Okay>. never mind. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Finally, some good fucking food. Let's talk about My Bloody Valentine, the classic, uh, cult classic, horror slasher from 1981. Plot synopsis, 
a decades-old folk tale surrounding a deranged murderer killing those who celebrate Valentine's Day turns out to be true to legend when a group defies the killer's order and people start turning up dead. film was directed by George Mihalka, written by Stephen A. Miller and John Beard. film stars a bunch of Canadians. What did you guys think of uh, My Bloody Valentine? Paris, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Um, well, I felt mixed because the first half of this movie, I was like, wow, this one is great. Like, somehow it's, like, really well done and it's interesting. The pacing is good. Like, it keeps up with the kills. They were The kills were interesting and each one got a little grosser as it went along. I loved all of that. And then somewhere around maybe the beginning of the third act, I got a little bored. And then the actual ending with the reveal, I was like, uh, okay, like that's kind of, I'm, I'm glad it was like surprise because I kept being like, oh, it's this person. And then they would get killed off and I'd be like, oh, it's this person. And then they would get killed off. And I was like, oh, I guess it's just the guy that they say it is, which is less interesting. <laughs> And so I was glad there was, like, a reveal at the end, but by that point I cared less, but overall I think I liked it. It does kind of feel like they, like, cram the twist and every, like, the climax and everything into the last, like, three minutes of the movie, you know? It just kind of happens, and then it's, like, one final kind of twist slash setup, and then the movie is just over. So, like, definitely a pretty rushed ending. But, um, well, I'll piggyback off of that real quick. Uh, I think My Bloody Valentine feels like a neutered movie, both literally and metaphorically, because I didn't know this while I was watching it, but I found out after the fact that I guess, like, nine minutes of gore got cut from this movie by the MPAA. Oh, I would have loved that. I am dying to see the gore cut of this movie. And apparently, um, it was probably Scream Factory. I don't Does know one exist? Me, and we well, so up? apparently, one one of the like boutique like horror uh, distributors uh, I think were able Shout. to... They put back in... Yeah, that sounds right. It was probably Shout. They put back in three minutes of the nine minutes of cut footage, but it's one of those situations where, uh, one of the movies that we did for this podcast, Oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. Yes. Where it's like the footage is like noticeably inferior. It's like that. So they like added in three minutes of the footage, but it looks like shit. Apparently there was nine minutes of uh, footage that they had to cut because they had to get it through the ratings. So it definitely feels like a movie with a lot of missed potential, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. I think it, it looks, especially coming after Mad Men, it looks like a million times better, especially on Max. Like, I don't know if it was just like, I don't know if it's a 4K transfer that is streaming on Max or what, but I think it looked great. Um, and I really like the like, usually you don't say this about a slasher, but I really like the like 
kind of soap opera esque like dynamics of the relationships in the movie. Like it all kind of revolves around a love triangle, and there's homeboy with uh, the sweet mustache that is like cracking jokes, and he's just like a jolly good fellow the whole time. And there's just like so many I tertiary, so many tertiary favorites. Was he so was really Willis, right? I think his name was Willis. Yeah, Willis. Yeah, Hollis. Willis was great. Oh, Hollis, Hollis. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollis. Um, so many like tertiary characters that are like, you know, they're. It's not like they're super well written, but it's just like, I honestly think the Canadian like goofiness and like the accents. I think you get some mileage out of that because everybody is just so like fun to hang out with. Um. But as a slasher, it definitely feels like there's some missed potential there because there's like some cool kills that could have been way cooler if they could actually show what had happened. Um, yeah, like the boiling, like when he, the guy pushes his the other guy's face into the in the hot boiling dog hot dog water, like that was like an insane kill. And then, like, we really don't... We get to see the aftermath somewhat, which is cool. And, like, the, like, boiled heart, which, like, looks like a hot dog color. Oh, that was great. But, like, I felt like it... I, I agree. Like, I felt like it would have... It, it, it could have leaned into the gore more, and I think it would have been better for it. it. It feels like we were deprived of the best version of this movie, is kind of how I, I ended it. Um, so overall, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's not going to be like a new favorite of mine by any means, but it definitely feels like the potential was there for it to be like awesome. And there's things I really like about it. But overall, I'm I'm positive. I liked it, but you know, I'm not over the moon about it. So that's my general impression. I'm uh, kind of right where Matt is. Maybe a slightly more negative. Slightly more positive on Madman, slightly more negative on this one. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess first I'll start with the things that I liked. I think the killer is cool. Like the look of the killer is cool. It's yeah, pretty original. Very um, spooky. And I like the like the physical presence of the killer. I think whoever did like the body performance of that did a really good job um he seemed pretty menacing on screen um but i didn't necessarily love the like the group of characters that we follow i i appreciate that they had a little bit more going on with them kind of like matt said it's not just a i mean they are kind of like the dumb tropey teenagers that we normally get in these types of movies but i think there's a little bit more going on and the relationships actually seem genuine it's not just like some douchey frat guy like taking advantage of his girlfriend um i mean that's typically the the uh, archetypes in these movies but um yeah like the acting i didn't think was that great i mean but again you can say that about a lot of these movies um we mentioned sally silent night deadly night which i think is kind of a good comparison especially for them both being like holiday horror movies i think i prefer that one slightly just because it's a little more fucked up um this one might be a better movie but i think that one just goes a little bit more like weird and perverse than this one does um yeah i thought some of the kills were cool um i like the shower head kill one where he like hoists her up on the shower head 
kind of reminiscent of uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I, re- I kind of like the uh, the opening scene, the striptease, even though there was no uh, areolas to be seen. <laughs> Please never say that word again. <laughs> and then uh, last thing I want to touch on, this isn't really initial thought, but... Um, this might be a good segue. Uh, have you guys seen the remake? And if yes, which one do you prefer? No, I have not. I have, not. I have seen the remake a couple times. Once was in the theater. This was one of the, the 3D gimmicky movies when uh, 3D was at its height of popularity. And uh, I can confidently say I prefer the remake. It's... Uh, it's maybe a little trashier and you know that could be in a good way or bad way depending on who you are but um i just think it's a little bit more fun interesting so would you definitely like more entertaining has like a a better pace to it than this one it kind of seems like maybe a good comparison would be og black christmas to to 2000s black christmas because like i haven't seen the 2000s one in a long time, but I remember liking it a lot at the time, and it's I very. Do you? Oh my <laughs> yes. god! I liked it back in the day, but it's just because it's like so silly, and there, I remember there being some pretty sweet kills in that movie. But the skin Black Christmas is far superior. Can't do yeah, it. the skin cookies. Oh my <laughs> god! So is it is is the is the remake more like? Like other it's movies of that or era, is it more like gross? Well, it's like the Michael like, Bay um, horror production studio, whatever that was. I forget what it's called. You know what I'm talking about? His horror studio that's uh, like basically all the remakes. They did the, Saw, they did the Saw movies too, right? It's like Paramount Dunes or something like that. Does that, does that sound right? Platinum Dunes Platinum or Dunes. <laughs> Oh yes, they did oh, the Friday okay. the Thirteenth remake. They did uh, all the remakes. They did the Texas House. Chainsaw yeah. remake, the Amityville yep. Horror remake. Yeah, but that one, it, it like, it's shot in a way to use the three D uh, method or whatever. Like, it's very gimmicky in that sense, but I think it adds to it. And it's, I think I've only seen it in three D, so I might not not like it mm-hmm. as much if I saw it in two D. But, yeah, from memory, I prefer the remake. But I do think this this could still be ripe for another remake. Just take it in a little different direction. Maybe take it in a little more serious tone than either of these two. Yeah, I mean, we going back to Black Christmas, we got a fucking another remake of that movie. So why not do one for... For my bloody Valentine. It's just I feel like it's it's like everything is there for like an awesome slasher. And mm-hmm. you know, I haven't seen the remake so I can't speak to it, but I just like it feels like a movie of mispotential. Um I do want to circle back for a fun question, uh circle back to what Paris mentioned about the heart in the hot dog water. Um, do you guys think that the people who ate those hot dogs are cannibals? Because the hot dogs no. were boiled in water with a human heart. You don't think so? Mm. Well, I, I think you have to knowingly eat 
human flesh to be a cannibal. I agree. I think to, to have the title, the label of cannibal, you have to knowingly eat flesh. Do I think that they technically, like, because it was boiled in it, ate another human, therefore are cannibals in that sense? Yes, and originally I didn't, but then I was thinking, like, well, if you had a vegetarian soup and you put a meat bone in it, would that person still have eaten vegetarian? No. So I think that the, goes along the same it's like, uh, logic there. It's like when you piss in public and um, then you get registered as a sex offender. Kind of like that. Well, <laughs> I think what? Travis just revealed something very intimate to us. And no. <laughs> frankly, you guys, I'm a little disturbed. I, we haven't run background checks on no, each other I in swear, a long I time. Heard- I mean, I, I haven't heard much about that since, but I remember years ago someone saying, like, you better be careful about peeing outside. You could become a registered sex offender. I've yeah, also heard no, that, that's, but... That can happen, but, like, what does that I have don't to know. do with I don't know that that's Hot dog water hearts. <laughs> it's like when you eat hot dog hearts and you get registered. Well, your intention wasn't to expose yourself. Your intention was to relieve yourself, and in turn, you got... That's a great... Like, you that know. sounds like a poem, Travis. Your intention <laughs> wasn't to expose yourself. Your intention was to relieve yourself. And then you got got, and now you're a cannibal. That's a slam no, sex poetry. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Anyways. Anything is slam poetry if you say it like this. Subscribe to the Patreon for our slam poetry <laughs> spinoff podcast. <laughs> That's about hot dog flavored water. <laughs> Twenty one Jump Street. Twenty two Jump Street. It's from one of the Jump Streets. I'm pretty sure. I do remember that scene. Now yeah. That you mention it. Yeah. Um, I will say I really like the gag <laughs> uh of the, the bartender guy who like goes to the mine place to like set a trap so he like that was the door so thing. funny. And he like opens it. And he's like, <laughs> and then closes it. <laughs> and I was like, I, obviously, you know what's going to happen, but that doesn't make it worse. The only thing that makes that scene worse is that you don't get to see the kill. Like that's part well, of the so reason why you, I like, I think this movie could be so much better because you like the payoff isn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be in that scene. The, I sent y'all the article that de- that details all the stuff that's in the uncut version. And basically it is that like, it's like a little bit of extra gore at the beginning when the girl gets put through the pickaxe and then the uh, laundry mat owner, Mabel, she, when she gets put into her own laundry machine and run until she's a dried out laundered corpse and then it's a little bit of extra scene with that guy. It like shows the eyeball being held at the end of the pickaxe and then the and then the minor uh, axe murderer dragging him by his head and then the girl in the shower like it, it that was a pretty cool scene but apparently it's like you see her as like a fountain of blood like a fountain of blood shower like coming out of her like everything was just more amped up and i think that would have really elevated the movie because even in the beginning the opening kill i i like almost didn't understand what happened i had to rewind it and i was like oh i guess she fell against something because you couldn't even see anything there was no blood there was like barely something coming through her shirt i guess like it was very played down and i guess yeah the mpaa was like hell no that's so weird because there's so, there's so many movies from this era that are like 
you know, have way worse gore. So it's well, like so I, I think that Friday the Thirteenth apparently had a lot of like blowback from how violent it was, and so that's probably they were trying to like cover for that. I think. Huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know that movie blew up in a big way. I feel like there's there's not much gore in the first. Friday the 13th but they were maybe a bit on guard because it was so successful that I think it ne- necessarily the gore in the in that one but the violence in that so they had to tone down some of the, like the gore in this one I'm glad you brought up that uh that shower scene though that's like one of the coolest scenes in the movie but it's so like it could have been so much better because you just see like the kind of side profile of like you can tell it's her you can see the outline of a human being with like the water hose or like a shower head or whatever spitting out of her mouth but like you don't get yeah, another established awesome. you don't get another shot of that you know so it's like it's cool but i think part of that yeah. scene is missing definitely yeah that was also cut out for sure so again, it's just a, it's a bummer where it, it feels like this is a movie i should have loved but just you know so Matt, didn't get there because of the cuts a quick question for you do you yeah. think you should have loved this because it's a small town of like 3400 people and you live and are from a small town of the same size that's exactly why paris yes thank you because i wanted to ask how big your town is and do towns have dances well, <laughs> definitely not anymore. The town but. dance. <laughs> I I do like I do like the small town feel, um, but it also raises the I question of like how many like attractive twenty somethings could possibly live in a fucking tiny town like this at the same time and like. I mean, well, it only has. Matt, like, Matt knows those odds. From- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely know those odds. <laughs> Um, that's fair <laughs> i did really like the, the 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 sense of like place that this movie has i mean it's it's a canadian production it, it, i saw it was filmed in nova scotia so yeah, you, you definitely it. get some mileage out of like the um you can tell they filmed in some sort of like actual mine i don't know Sure I didn't did. dive too deep, but yeah, you know, it was like... they were shot in real mines in Nova Scotia and spent time with some of the townsfolk there to get a better like vibe of like the whole like having a friendly night turn into like a bare knuckle brawl was pretty common. So they like worked that into the movie. Classic. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that aspect of it. And, you know, the mayor and like the interplay between the mayor and uh like Maud or whatever, whatever her name was, the one, the laundromat woman, Mabel, who, Mabel, that's what it was with like the, uh, the Valentine that gets sent to, I think the sheriff, right. Or, you know, whatever his title is. There's like, he like opens the candies and he's yeah, expecting the to see a heart, expects to see a heart and it's actual candy. And it's from Mabel. And just like, that was so sad. I like that. I like that stuff. I think the reason why this movie still worked for me was that tertiary stuff, like the side characters and the just those, those little moments that like make it enjoyable when the killing's not happening. The disappointing part was the killing not being as like over the top as I was hoping it would be. So it's like it was kind there. of a mixed bag. It just wasn't in the edit, Matt. Could have been huge. Could have been huge. Right? Could have been huge. But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, didn't end up getting there. 
one other thing we could touch on briefly is uh, I believe this is Quentin Tarantino's favorite slasher of all time, and I what? think he, mm-hmm. I yeah. think he is trying to be a hero by saying that. I mean, Tarantino is nothing this if seems not a like fucking the kind film of... hero. That's true. This isn't the yeah. first time he's done something. This like seems this. kind of like the type of thing he would be like, this is my favorite. Yeah, no, this is... Every word I that comes l- out of his fair, mouth is hero shit. It's like fair, when he put I, that... I like uh, this movie. What? This, yeah, no, I, I think we all like it. It's just that to name it your favorite slasher of all time seems a bit That's hyperbolic. Just insane, yeah. You're trying to make a statement there, big time. <laughs> Sorry, Paris, you got kind of cut unique off. Unique or but... different, but well, yeah, he definitely wants to be unique and different. But, um, sorry, Paris, what, what were you? You were about to say something. No, like, I yeah. was interrupting Travis. That's all. I, I didn't. I mean, I have things to say, but <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all trying to be more polite <laughs> with one another after the last episode, but that's why I only had one drink today. Uh, the last episode, I was, you know, like three ciders deep, and I was like cackling and didn't mute myself when I had the opportunity at that time. So that was a three-hour podcast, to be fair. But yeah, it needed to be. That was insane. Um, I did want to say I liked that the reveal at the end was a little bit unexpected. I mean, you know, because. I, at first I thought it was the bartender and then when he got killed I was like oh okay who's it gonna be and then I thought oh it's definitely not TP who's our main guy Jesse Jesse <laughs> okay also you guys I have a crush on Jesse I was like should me I too. look this man up oh <laughs> no me too Travis Jesse the main, the main guy the black hair the one that went to the west coast and came back and was like nah Top three buttons <gasps> unbuttoned on his shirt. Oh, God. I love that. No one, no one was really that attractive in this movie. Oh, my God. What? No, dude. Everyone I, was attractive in this movie. Are you joking? Especially. So my. Okay. Top three. Jesse. Yeah. Um, uh, Sarah. The other. The woman in the yeah. triangle. And yeah. then the girl in the red dress. Um, yes. Patty. Patty was super hot, too. Super hot. Huge. Yeah. Wow. And, and honestly. I kind of like Hollis. His like glasses, mustache. You would cool guy vibe. I don't know. That's my type. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I liked. He was very confident and like led everyone around. And he liked his. He like seemed the most respectful and loving to his girlfriend. Also, love that. Wasn't Patty his uh, his girl? Yeah. Hey, good exactly. on him, man. They were a great couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, regarding the ending, the the twist or whatever i can't remember exactly what happened in silent night deadly night but it did feel a little reminiscent of that well we know we know who the killer is in that movie from yeah silent night deadly night the the main character is the killer he doesn't cover his face or no i know but just you watch him kill people but isn't there a thing about like uh, oh because he witnessed murder when he was young yeah yeah, yes okay i I hated that they really quickly show the shot you can go oh okay well of course you witness a murder you become a murderer everyone knows that that's science that was such a poorly justified like that was really stupid that's what i was alluding to when i said it felt really like quick and rushed at the end yeah like so i i 
I kind of had a hunch it was. Uh, but it wasn't just witnessing murder, wasn't it? Witnessing his dad's death. Yes. Yeah. He was witnessing his dad being murdered. But yeah, that's a little worse than Nor- just witnessing death. Okay, yeah. but my point is again. Okay, so you witness a murder of a loved one, you become a murderer. I don't know about that. Eighties for a wild time. A guy who was seemingly well adjusted did not exist. <laughs> In all other aspects of his life, appears to be like an upstanding, like well-adjusted guy who just like on the twentieth anniversary of his dad's murder just happens to be, uh, you know, like right that like, that was the part that felt f- rushed and forced, right? Because the whole thing of like having not the on Valentine's dance, <laughs> yeah, like I, like that seemed to be the catalyst, but he was at the party. He was going to go to the dance. Like what? Like, that don't make no sense. Yeah, he was having a good time, and then he got kicked out of the party and grabbed a beer on the way out and furiously popped the That was the an awesome, like, cool guy move. That was very <laughs> yeah. enough of him. Classic cool guy he was, move. He was being, he was trying to find his Mojo Dojo Casa house, <laughs> truly. But I kind of had a feeling it was him when uh, they start that, like, search party to go down to the mines. And he, we, like, we see... Disappears for a while. Well, yeah, but we we see, like, they have an interaction with the miner. And then the next character they interact with is him in miner gear. And I was like, oh, it's like, it seems like a... Like a trick, but I was like, mm, "Is this guy the killer?" And then it turned out it was him. But well, so I thought about that, and then there's a weird part where Jesse disappears for a second for seemingly no reason. Like when it's just him and the girls, and he sends the girls like down the tunnel and says, "I'm gonna go over here." Like, why did he need to do that? Yeah. And now, obviously, that was a red herring, but I was like, "Oh, okay, he's the killer." Yeah, I think the movie, you know, it's clever in that it's like trying to throw you off the scent and it's like, it's not exactly subtle, but it's like, you know, uh, I wasn't surprised when it was revealed that it was Axel. It just felt like it happened super quick. And the, the fact that they like behind it felt really like, really like I, I almost wish they hadn't given a reason, you know, like it would have just been a mystery and it could have just been like, the guy. It could have just been the guy. The, well, that would have been no. That would have been boring. I didn't like that. I, I mean, any time I generic, thought it actually but, was the guy, I was like, no, that's dumb. You don't I mean, want to know who very, the killer is the whole time. That's why I didn't really like Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's just watching people do murders. Like, who cares? I mean, you know who Michael Myers is the whole time you're watching Halloween, and that movie works. It do does you? feel reminiscent of that, but you do. Yeah. Oh, f- totally. You see Michael Myers, is, you watch him escape from the mental institute. Oh, I haven't watched Halloween in a long time. That's the go. I don't That's know the if I, I don't know if I've watched the beginning of Halloween, maybe ever. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I've always watched it at like a Halloween party or like when something else was going on. Oh man! I told yeah, you, the, I haven't the seen first a lot of like the, the first full time, like first full time watch of that movie, excellent. I mean, so it, the, it is on, f- on rewatch as well. But the, the first fifteenth full time watch of Halloween. My God, oh, man. Matt, we know Halloween <laughs> is like your favorite fucking movie. You damn. That's nerd. the magic number. Right it's there. the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go watch 15. it fifteen times. Watch number fifteen. 
uh, that's where it have, really clicked. <laughs> I don't have really much else to say other than I thought this was a really interesting and dark sequel to uh, Footloose. I kind yeah. I I I don't it popped into my head at one point the Footloose thing. It's probably the small town thing, but and they're not allowed to dance or they'll get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I uh, I did want to call attention to the part in the movie where the killer like breaks the uh, the control panel for the elevator, and Love one that. of the characters is like, "Oh, we're trapped now. There's no way to escape." And then the other guy is like, "We have to climb." And then there's literally a ladder that like takes them straight to the top. <laughs> like he could have just said, "How are we gonna get out?" Not. There's no way so, to escape. Like the weird thing is. Like, who, like, how, they even show in the beginning of the movie that there's, like, another way when they, like, leave Howard behind. Oh, in the flashback scene. Walk up. No, in the beginning. Yeah, isn't the beginning with, yeah, where they show the, the events of 1960 or whatever, like. When they don't show the areolas. No. no, when they're stuck in the mine, like the, the no. origin the origin story for uh, no. Harry or whatever. No, not that scene. No, none of those scenes. You freaking perverts! I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the scene where we first get introduced to our crew down in the mines. That they they all come up on the little rail car and they're like, "We left the newbie behind." And then later, Howard comes up and he's like, "You guys, I had to walk all the way up." <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about right before that really homoerotic shower scene that they have you know when you get naked with all your work buds and laugh and laugh and slap each other's butts and talk about who's ladies dating who well that's no that, <laughs> that's different because they like the, the, the rescue people at the end of the movie also walk down I think it's like there's like a, a part deeper in the mine after you ride the mine cart down that you take an elevator down because you're right. I, I mean, they, they just Matt, walk down the mine shaft. Uh, like. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not not an important detail, but I'm I just okay. thought it was funny that he was like, oh, there's no way to get out of here. And then he's like, but what about the ladder that literally goes to the exit? You know, like. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got a good chuckle out of that. Good chuckle. You know what a chuckle is? Do I know what a chuckle is? Yeah. On a pig. On a pig. What? It's a pig anus. Oh. Oh, a pig. I thought you said peg. <laughs> you would. <laughs> On a pig? Okay. Travis, you heard a it here pig's first. Butthole Matt is, is always thinking about pegging. Chuckle. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, it's agreed. Okay, we're done. All right. You guys want to drop stars, or is there any other last points on. Uh, Friday or Friday the Thirteenth. I pulled up Friday the Thirteenth on IMDb because I was looking at something earlier, and I just like looked at my other screen, and I was like, "All right, let's see some stars on uh, Friday the Thirteenth here." Uh, my bloody Valentine. Yeah. Do we want to drop stars, or is there any uh, last uh, last points or comments to make? I am good on the comments. I really liked the creepy cackling over the credits. That was pretty frightening. Oh, the oh. little jingle at the end is pretty good, too. That he sings on the way out? Yeah. <laughs> well, they clearly, they, clearly they were setting this up for some sort of sequel, because he, like, 
right. escapes and he's like, me and Harry, we're going to come back and we're going to kill all you motherfuckers. And then probably someday. They never did. I hope so. didn't bomb at the box office. I wish they would. Instead of remaking it, I wish they would just do like an unofficial sequel 40 years later. You they know? would probably do the sequel to the remake, not to this one, if they were going to make a sequel. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the remake. They're not, so they're not going to Halloween where they're like, don't count anything after the first one. This is a direct sequel. <laughs> I mean, they could. Yeah, okay. Halloween did it. You just said it. Yeah, but Halloween is huge. The Exorcist is doing it, right? Isn't uh, Dave and Gordon Green's uh, Exorcist? I actually don't know. Is that actually a sequel to the first Exorcist? Or I don't know. I don't. What's the deal on uh, his Exorcist? I think movie? it's it's similar to Halloween. what he did with the Halloween franchise. Yeah, like a like a direct sequel that uh, ignores all the other established uh, canon. Probably, yeah. Hell yeah! I don't know for, for Gordon sure, Green. But that would rules. be my guess. Well, you'll have to listen to our review of uh, The Exorcist First Crucifix or whatever the fuck that movie's called. Um, all right. Are we done with My Bloody Valentine? We are done. Yep. Let's do it. Let's drop stars. I'm going to give My Bloody Valentine 3.5 out of 5. I am going to give it three stars. I am going to give it 3.5 out of 5. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the first installment in the Summer of Slashers. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, guys, come on. It's, <laughs> it's mid-August. What do you mean the Summer of Slashers? I would just like to point out the summer goes through September 21st. Okay, we got plenty of time. It's still the Summer of Slashers. Don't you worry your little sorry pants. Hot um, Slasher Summer. The next episode, we're going to be talking about Mario Bava's A Bay of Blood, which I believe takes place in the summer. So that should be huge. And then we're going to pair that with The Prowler, another uh, classic slasher flick. So hopefully hopefully these two will hit a bit harder than uh, the first two eps, but... That's part of the exercise. Well, when all is said and done, however many of these we end up completing, we'll we'll pick a favorite. But if you're following along with the podcast, the next two picks will be A Bay of Blood and The Prowler, which I believe both are available on Shudder. You know, A Bay Streaming of Blood on Prime. is both of them, or yes, I double checked. Sick. Okay, uh, I think they're on Shudder too. So Shudder Prime, you know, or just Google if you're curious. If there's some other preferred streaming platform you want to check Can out. Can I just but say also, it's really easy to find slashers I haven't seen and really hard to find slashers that you both haven't seen. Well, I'm realizing that a lot of the best ones you've never seen after you did your little confessional at the start. So maybe we could have like had an allowance for like... I mean, the burning we or at least i have rewatched relatively recently but like you know there'd be certain ones that i would pretty much consider unwatched because i haven't seen them in so long but matt made the rule and rules are rules well rules rules are are rules but rules yes thank you paris for (laughs) (laughs) completing my sentence um there's a you know we'll we'll see what the next picks are but i think there can be there can be some allowance for 
I just thought it would be more interesting for all of us if we pick movies that none of us have seen. But I mean, if if there's all these bangers that are just like sitting there waiting for Paris to watch, I mean, potentially, why not? So we'll see. No, we'll see what, actually, what's coming next. Could could be huge. Could be. Could be huge. Thank you for saying, Travis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I regret bringing it up. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see uh, episode after next. We'll see what we end up picking. You'll have to stay tuned. But A Bay of Blood and The Prowler will be next. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back shortly with the next round of the Summer of Slashers. Stay spooky. Stay scared. And stay slaying.